I'm Mike Breen, Public Awareness Officer for the American Mathematical Society, and I'm talking with Michael C. Ferris, who's a professor of computer sciences and, by courtesy, a professor of mathematics and industrial and systems engineering at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. He's also a theme leader in optimization at the Wisconsin Institutes for Discovery. And we're talking about power grids, the math involved with power grids. And so, Michael, we hear smart grid a lot. That's a common phrase. Can you tell us what that means? So the smart grid is really a general term that is being coined for the use of sensors and computer control to enhance the operation of the electrical power grid. So the Obama stimulus package led to the deployment of many more sensors, PMUs are one, phaser measurement units. And these lead to much more data being collected. And so they're data analytics tools that can then be used to determine new knowledge or control or operational strategies. It's also been extended to include such things as sensors within your building, such things as air conditioning or refrigerators. Can we control these better using price signals from the grid? So a lot of things, load shedding, demand response, storage and renewables are are a bunch of features that seem to have been just commonly placed into this smart grid basket. So data, obviously, there's a lot of that. Is there a lot of math involved in enabling this technology? So there's lots of data that is actually generated, and people are using, beginning to use lots of data analytics tools, tools which uh, come from optimization or tools that come from statistics, machine learning, computer sciences. And all of those tools uh, are being used more and more extensively to actually control and look at and utilize the information that is coming from these huge data repositories that are being generated. I also get the impression that the new power system, the new grids, is almost like a complete or overhaul of the existing system. Is that right? So I think that currently the the system works really quite well. So we don't see lots of times when the power grid actually fails on us. There are obviously there are some very notable big cascading failures that we've seen in the past. But the the system is fairly reliable. And so the overhaul is more, I guess, at at the data management level. Lots of the integration between and across independent service operators, the people who actually control the dispatch, is actually going on as we talk. But the, the fundamental system is actually similar to how it's been since the Deregulation Act of the, the last decade. You're talking about managing the system. There's a lot of varying time scales that have to be taken into account by people. Yeah, there are many time scales. At the 10-year level, we have kind of a 10 or 15-year level, we have infrastructure improvements. So where we're building new transmission lines, for example, and these things are built to enhance our ability to control at the microsecond level. So you have decisions made at the 10-year level that actually affect decisions or operational strategies at the second or the nanosecond level. And so this leads to huge problems with the size of models that we actually have to build to actually look at those problems and the scaling of the variables across such large time domains. My view is that modelers need to determine appropriate levels of aggregation and detail so that we build collections of smaller dynamic models that are then appropriate aids for the decisions that they educate at all of these different timescales. And so at those very short timescales, do people use partial differential equations? Are they important? 
Yeah, they, yeah. People use techniques from stochastic control. Those will be educated by differential equations and lots of reasonable mathematics to look at transient and other behaviors of dynamic models. The the higher level, many of the models are are fundamentally optimization methods. So. The mathematics that we use in that are used to improve the design and operation of this complex system. It's a physical but physically disaggregated system. So how do we efficiently dispatch? How do we operate all of these things within a market? How do people control the effects of the uncertainties? The uncertainties occur weather, the demand. Renewable energy sources are now becoming a bigger player in this. So wind and solar and how do we improve our reliability and control under these uncertain effects. In addition to the techniques from differential equations, techniques from linear and nonlinear optimization, which are based on the calculus, and also techniques from statistics and machine learning are very important, along with techniques from discrete mathematics, which deal with yes-no decisions. Shall I cite a new transmission line? Shall I dispatch this particular generator in the next five minutes or not? Should I turn off a particular transmission line at any time? All of these things are educated fundamentally by optimization techniques as well as the complex mathematics which are used to describe the nonlinear and linear equations that govern the underlying system. It sounds like a complex system, which we really just take for granted. Everything looks simple to, from a consumer's point of view. And like you say, when when you have the occasional time, the rare time, the cascading failures, that's when uh, people start to notice that it is a complex system. Is there anything you'd like to add? Yeah, kind of interesting question I like to ask people is, is what's the price that you pay for electricity? And so we're talking about now the smart grid with, with mechanisms to actually control based upon price signals. And it's really quite amazing how non-informed we as a population are about the actual prices that we're seeing for our electricity. We see our bill at the end of the month, and yet what people are now talking about are much more effective ways that actually see a price change in the electricity is being delivered, which certainly the regional operators and your local power company do see those prices, can we actually get people to be much more cognizant or, or devices to be much more cognizant of those prices in such a way that those devices can be then used or operated more effectively? Can we air condition at a slightly different time of the day based upon the fact that there's a surplus or a cheaper energy at that stage rather than doing it right now when it's really hot and everybody wants to put their air conditioner on and similar things like this. So people are really looking at mechanisms of using pricing to actually control our operation of the system and trying to do demand, what's commonly called as demand response. So Regulatory commissions are very interested in these kind of mechanisms to actually overall improve what we as a population see and how we are educated about the underlying system. All right. That's Michael C. Ferris, who's a professor of computer sciences and mathematics and industrial and systems engineering at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and also theme leader in optimization at the Wisconsin Institutes for Discovery. Michael, thanks a lot for explaining the power grids and the complexity behind it to us. Thank you. Thank you. This was fun.